0: What happens when a radio broadcaster gets let go from his sports talk job? Well, he tries to figure out what he wants to do next for a career. And in the meantime, joins the 4 million other podcasts on the internet. And the John cast is born. Join me each week as I talk to guests I find interesting or entertaining from the world of sports, play-by-play broadcasting, or whatever else sounds fascinating to me at the moment. The John cast is what I'm doing until I figure out what I'm doing. Subscribe, download, and I hope you learn something along the way hey welcome in this is episode 35 of the john cast podcast so happy to bring you episode 35 it's a solo cast and a short cast it's just it's just me talking about a couple of sports topics that's been going through my mind including yes aaron Rodgers, who is according to this episode the most despised player in the nfl now that's just not me speaking that's actually from a semi-scientific type of poll i'll get to that in a second if you notice the background today if you're watching on Spotify. This is not my room. I was just looking for virtual backgrounds and I thought it looked cool. So this is what we're going with. Kind of looks like a gamer room, kind of a a low uh, lighting, kind of a cool lighting background. So if you're watching on Spotify, this is green screen still. In fact, if you look at this, I wore the wrong colored shirt today. It just goes right through me. (laughs) And all of a sudden you can see the background. So I had to zip up here. Um, But uh, welcome into this episode of the John Cass podcast. And it's brought to you by my new sponsor, me and Julio in Madison. They've got monthly food specials for this month of March. Yes, it is St. Patrick's Day this month. So they're getting ready with a Reuben sandwich for $15. That's slow roasted corned beef, sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, Thousand Island dressing on marble rye with your choice of side. Rainbow Trout Tacos, also a monthly food special for just $16. bucks. 3 of their freshly pressed flour tortillas filled with, oh, what is this, mango, salsa, mm, grilled rainbow trout, and topped with lime sour cream, includes rice and beans as well. And then on March 17th, they're getting it down for St. Patrick's Day and the tournament kickoff in the NCAA tournament with $4 green margaritas. Yeah, they can make them even greener there. Uh, $4 pints of green beer and $18 for corn, beef, and cabbage. Go to me and Julio. I've got their link. Uh, you can check them out on Instagram. You can check them out on Twitter. You can go to their website, me and Julio. Um, and uh, yeah, great sponsor of the podcast. And uh, we're working on some fun things to do with me and Julio. And go try one of their margaritas. Go get a green margarita on St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be amazing. Also brought to you by Scotty. We've got the fourth of our five t-shirts. And it's up available now at John Cass Podcast. Let me bring it up. So if you're watching on Spotify, you can see what this shirt. There it is. This is what uh, this week's shirt is all about. It's an honor to quarterback number one in Green Bay QB one. It is the outline of the state of California with Chico uh, isolated there in that soft tri blend cotton. Oh, it's good stuff right there. The tri cotton is, is just really, really comfortable. So go check out that t shirt, just 19 at Johncastpodcast.com. A portion of that helps support this podcast as well. So you can go check it out. We've got all the other t shirts if you've missed them too. We got a tribute to your favorite basketball MVP in Milwaukee. And uh, what else? We got a Madison, Wisconsin t tele- uh, shirt, rather, for those college sports fans uh, in the state. And um, the other one we have is the uh, quote, from your favorite basketball mvp all right and and then also this podcast is brought to you by ian's pizza in madison where we are doing our ian's pizza JohnCast podcast bracket challenge bracket contest and you can go sign up at johncastpodcast.com go to my blog i've got all the information there one winner please just one entry per person one winner will take home a 58 inch 4k television courtesy of ian's pizza and this podcast and, um, yeah, you can go sign up right now and remember you got to get in before the tournament and you'll have a chance to earn, earn bonus points by listening to the podcast. So it's not just all in your picks. You can then get one chance at a bonus point per week. And, um, if you email me the correct answer, I'll have some trivia for you. You'll get bonus points. So it, uh, pays to, to listen to the podcast if you want that TV. All right. A couple of things that's been, uh, going through my mind here lately. One of them has to do, uh, with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, because apparently he is the most despised player in the NFL. Okay, um, now this is according to. Let me bring this up. This is according to Bet Online, and um, this is a. I said a semi-scientific poll. I guess earlier in the podcast here, but it was a semi-scientific Twitter study. All right, conducted by Bet Online. Now, I'll just say this: This is fun. This is. Is he the most despised player in the NFL? Perhaps. But remember this, this is a Twitter study. So just remember the demographic we're working with here. So, um, and Aaron Rodgers was number one. Uh, What they did is they derived more than a million tweets analyzed by keywords. Right, So negative phrases such as, I hate Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown sucks, blank Roger Goodell, things like that, so-and-so is horrible, were included in the study that spanned the month of December. Now, January and February were not included in this. So this is going back to December 2021, and, the, uh, and they put it into the uh, computer or whatever, and this is what it analyzed over a million tweets, Aaron Rodgers was the most negatively tweeted about person. So that's why they came up with most despised player. Aaron Rodgers, 266,850 negative tweets about Aaron Rodgers. Second on the list was Antonio Brown with 107,379. Then it was Bill Belichick with 88,000. Odell Beckham Jr. had 84,000 negative tweets. And Deshaun Watson rounded out the top five with 75,000. Now, what's kind of funny is next on the list isn't even a, an NFL player, but it's the brother of Patrick Mahomes. Jackson Mahomes was next on the list, followed by Tyree Kill. Then you get to Roger Goodell, fifty nine thousand negative tweets. Uh, just kind of scrolling and looking now. Kirk Cousins had nineteen thousand negative tweets. That's amazing. Kirk Cousins had nineteen thousand negative tweets. and Aaron Rodgers had two hundred and sixty six thousand and one's an MVP. Now, obviously, the negative tweets I'm assuming for Kirk Cousins, were because of what he did on the field. And the tweets that were negative about Aaron Rodgers, I'm assuming, were because of what he didn't do off the field. And I'm sure it had a lot to do with the vaccination, right? It probably had a lot to do as well uh, with the standoff before the season. There's just a bunch of contributing factors for Aaron Rodgers this season in which he would, I mean, he's the most talked about, right? He's one of the most popular, if not the most popular player in the NFL, one of the top five. Um, and so people are going to talk about him and he's been in the news a lot and not for the best thing. So I, I totally understand why he would in this atmosphere of Twitter, in this realm of Twitter, why he would be the most despised player now out of all those guys. So this is, this is what's weird. Like if, if I told you, um, you get to pick one guy to like kind of hang out with Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown, or Bill Belichick, you'd probably hang out with the most despised guy, wouldn't you? I'm not sure I want to hang out with Antonio Brown. I'm not sure what situations we'd be getting into. Bill Belichick seems like he just wouldn't want to talk because he'd be afraid to have a podcast or something like that. I don't want to hang out with Deshaun Watson nor Jackson Mahomes. Um, So, I mean, it is what it is. We all know the reason why he's at the top of that list. So if you see that going around social media, just kind of some background on it, it's because it was done through Twitter. Look at tweets, a lot of negative tweets. You know, you find a lot of negative uh, interactions on Twitter for sure. Um, but I, I did have some Aaron Rodgers thoughts because I know a lot of people are talking about Gutekunst's, um comments at the NFL Combine where he said basically he's trying to be respectful of of Aaron Rodgers' decision. And um, I totally understand that. And, and he should be. And some people are always trying to dissect, like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And dig deeper and deeper into into what all this means. And oh, and the other thing I heard too over the week was, oh, but did you see the uh, the tweets when the Packers were announcing they were going to play a game in London? They left off uh, Aaron Rodgers on some of the graphics. And to me, that makes total sense, right? To me, any type of social media or graphic or website component or anything that the team puts out right now, they obviously don't know. Who's going to be quarterback? They don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be quarterback. So they're not going to include him in a graphic. To me, this just makes perfect sense from a business standpoint, from a Twitter standpoint, from a social media standpoint. You want you don't want to be the one who puts Aaron Rodgers on a graphic when he's not officially with the team and then has to you know, get all this negative pushback. We just talked about all the negative tweets about him. Uh, he's the number one most despised guy in the NFL. So when you see things like that, I wouldn't get too excited about it. That is just social media trying to cover its own butt. That is just the Packers not wanting to do anything. And it makes total sense. Um, makes total sense to me. And then, you know, some people are saying as well, like, well, he needs to give them um, and, uh, an answer. And uh, who was it? Someone was talking about the timeline. I think it was good. Coons talking about the timeline. Like they need to buy like March 15th, March 16th. And that's the whole uh, timeline that he's always been talking about. So People are are wondering, and and some people are also saying, you know, Rodgers needs to give this answer sooner because the team, listen, the team, if, if they're a well-run organization, I'm pretty sure they probably have some sort of plan in place, like plan A, we get Aaron Rodgers, here's what we want to do, and he comes back. Plan B, we don't have Aaron Rodgers, and here's what we want to do, and, and you go forward and you move along with those plans. Like, to think that the Green Bay Packers are all just kind of sitting around thinking to themselves <laughs> – should we do any work today? Like, what do you want to do? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So like there are clear cut dates and Rogers is being a perfectly good employee. I think by saying, Hey, what's the timeline? When do you need this answer? What, what is, what have we agreed upon between the players and the league and the teams? What have we agreed upon March 16th? Cool. I am going to think about it because there's a lot of things for me to think about in my career right now. And I'll get back to you. Like, the the time, none of this bothers me at all. And, and I understand if you're a Packers fan, you're probably antsy. You want answers right away. You want the, what's best for the organization, but you got to remember the organization knows full well, what is happening with this situation, right? So, um, they know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. They, they understand it, they get it. And so to, to, to just kind of like think about it from that perspective doesn't make much sense to me. Um, so yeah, that's what I think Aaron Rodgers is just like, Hey, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to give you an answer when I get an answer and to be worried that the Packers won't have enough time. I'm pretty sure they're probably planned out ahead of time, you know, column a column B what they're going to do. And so that doesn't bother me at all. Um, I don't think it should really bother too many Packers fans. And then the other thing I don't think uh, should bother Packers fans is when you, don't try to read into to too much when you don't see a graphic of Aaron Rogers um, or a picture of Aaron Rodgers on a graphic or anything. That's just them. Just to me, this makes sense. They're just covering their butts. They don't, they don't want to put them in anything. So that, that to me actually means pretty much nothing. Um, yeah. So those are a couple of the Packers thoughts that I saw with Aaron Rodgers comments by, by LeFleur, who's, you know, trying to be respectful. I think I said Gouda Koons earlier. It's Matt LeFleur who's trying to be respectful and Gouda Koons talking about a timeline, but Uh, I I think the Packers are going to be able to figure this out if A, Aaron Rodgers comes back or B, Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. Now, the really interesting thing to me is just the cost and everything like that. But even as a a fan of football, that stuff to me, I'm going to be honest, gets pretty confusing. So if they can do it at the price they're going to do it and they can still put a very good competitive team out there, isn't – I mean – Isn't that what you want? Don't you want Aaron Rodgers and the most competitive team out there? Isn't that what's best? Do you really think it's best to leave a back-to-back MVP and just be like, you go ahead and you go somewhere else. We'll figure it out. We'll start over. That to me sounds like the most ridiculous plan of all time. Uh, Other couple quick sports thoughts. Remember this is a short cast John cast podcast. I just got back from Indianapolis at the big 10 women's basketball tournament where the Badgers fell in the first round to Illinois. Uh, Shout out to Marissa Mosley's team. Uh, That's a really fun team to watch down the stretch of the season. And um, this came up empty, a a little short against Illinois had a lapse in the third quarter that kind of did them in. Otherwise they made a, a great effort in the fourth quarter and, a shout out to Katie Nelson, the grad student who followed Coach Mo from BU and played uh, her final season here in Madison. She was fantastic in that game. She was hitting threes. She was driving to the rim. She was cutting to the rim. She was distributing. It was awesome. And and uh, it's good to see her go down swinging like that. And I'm really looking forward to uh, the women's basketball season next year and get out to the Kohl Center. It's a really fun time. It, it It's you got to check it out. If you love going to all your Badger events, go pick up a, a t-shirt at johncastpodcast.com of Madison. Wear it. Head on out to a, a game or two uh, next season. Um, also, shout out to... Hold on a second. Okay. There we go. I had a phone call come in. Also, shout out to um, St. Elmo. I made it to St. Elmo in Indianapolis. It's delicious. It's, um, it's kind of fun to go out to out to a steakhouse in Indianapolis during the NFL combine. I saw, saw Ben Lieber of the Vikings, a former Vikings player now with, I believe he's with K fan, the Vikings radio network. But um, you just see all these people wearing like NFL gear and you'd start to wonder, like, I wonder if he's a big wig. I wonder what, you know, because there's, there's hundreds, thousands of people within the organizations of, of all these NFL teams that you never see. But Indy was a blast. St. Elmo was a blast. Hanging out with all the women's basketball announcers was so much fun. Every year we do that. Um, watching the Badger basketball game, the men's game, and just how crazy it was that Chucky e. Hepburn banks in the game-winning shot. Like, get out of here. That was just an amazingly fun situation to witness as a Badger fan, clinching a share of that, and then doing it at home and seeing everybody rush out onto the cor- Cole Center court. It was, it was one of those things where Badger fans are going to remember the Chucky shot, right? And Chucky, I love the Chucky, uh, and already has a t-shirt, the Chucky special. I think it's called, He put it out on Twitter. I retweeted it at John Adias radio. That's J O N A R I A S radio. If you want to go check it out. Uh, I thought that was really cool. And then I was scrolling through Twitter and I, I apologize. I, I would love to give credit, uh, for this, but I was scrolling through Twitter and then all of a sudden I pushed the wrong button and I closed the internet. Um, but I did happen to like the tweet. So, um, This, I believe this is from, let me put this up on the screen. I think this is from Reddit. So I saw this on a, on a tweet. Um, It was just some, a a dad telling a story about how he watched the game and I'll read it for you. And if you're watching on Spotify, you can just read along with me. But um, the title of this post is kids say the darndest things and uh, writes this Badger fan. I have a first grader and his favorite player is Chucky Hepburn. He even got to get a photo with him after the Minnesota game in Madison. So last night I let him stay up to watch the first half, but then told him he had to go to bed at halftime since it was the school night. But I let him know I'd wake him up a little early to watch the end of the game on DVR before school. So he goes on to write, I watched the second half last night and after Chucky hits the shot, I'm jumping up and down and running around. Typical Badger fan. I get it. Um, Against my better judgment, I wake up my kid and tell him that Chucky hit a shot to win the game. He sleepily opens his eyes and looks at me and says, that's what Chucky does. Then he rolled over and fell back asleep. As promised, I woke him up early this morning so he could watch the last five minutes of the game. And he had no recollection of me waking him up last night. When Chucky hit the shot, he jumped and screamed and woke his sisters up for school. Uh, what an awesome, awesome. See, I told you, this is a just such a memorable Badger moment. And I love the kid, the first grader. You know, his dad's like so excited running around the house. I can relate. Chucky hit the shot, you know. And his kid, a first grader, rolls over and says, that's what Chucky does. <laughs> that's what Chucky does. Oh, man, I thought that was so, so funny. Such a great story. And, um, oh, man, the Badger men's basketball team, I cannot wait for the tournament. I am pumped for the tournament. And the one thing that does – and, by the way, next week I'll talk with Ben Brust. And we'll talk about um, – Uh, The Badgers, we'll talk about the weekend for Wisconsin and whether or not they were able to tack on another win to that Big Ten record. And um, we'll talk to Ben, and I I wanted to you know, ask him about Chucky Hepburn, Johnny Davis, and the tournament and everything. But the stat that – I can't find it right now. But the stat that stands out, it's something to the effect of Wisconsin in games decided by six points or less, I think have won like 15 games or something. Like some crazy – number in a row of games they've won close games and it's the most since the 1986-87 season maybe you've seen the stat it's something along those lines i'm not sure if i'm right on with the statistic (sighs) but i'll tell you what just sports fan audience just me sports fan john when i see that stat it worries me because i get worried that your luck's gonna run out not, not that it's all luck. I'm not saying that because obviously, if you're that good to win that many close games, you're doing something right. You're learning how to win, and that perhaps even makes you a really dangerous NCA tournament team when when games can get really close and you have to learn how to win in those situations. So it can be a, definitely a positive for the Badgers. In no way am, am I saying that at all, but I kind of sometimes as a fan look at it from just like a statistical representation, not necessarily from. Uh, something actually on the court where you learn and you can um, get better and those things can actually matter to a team. And I believe that's true. I just look at it from a statistical standpoint every once in a while. And I just get worried as a fan that, Hey, uh, you know, eventually, you know, if it's only happened, if it's the second most since 86, 87, um, it doesn't happen that often that you win a lot of games like that. Right. And so that's my point. My point is that I just, I just pray that something like that doesn't happen in the postseason. but at the same time, I, I do know that it, it, it can build a team and hopefully it is building a team that's gritty and knows how to get things done because, um, you can't be, you can't win that many and not have at least a little bit of those attributes. Right. So, oops, there we go. So, um, there you go. That's the little short cast, about 20 minutes for you here today. Some thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. And Chucky Hepburn. And uh, if you want to go pick up a t-shirt, johncastpodcast.com. Just go check them out. Look at them. Click on them. Check out my Instagram at johncastpodcast. If you ever have any suggestions for a guest on this show, tweet at me, DM me at Radio. It's uh, right here on your screen if you're watching on Spotify. Um, also, thank you to Ian's Pizza. Go sign up for the Ian's Pizza Bracket Challenge. You don't want to be late. Just do it. Get it over with. It takes like 30 seconds because you don't want to be the guy that forgets about it or the girl that forgets about it. 19% of my listeners are female. Shout out to the females out there listening. I love it, by the way, because um, I'm getting off track here. But, you know, back in my radio days, that number, if I had to guess, was less than 3%, less than 2%. Whenever we looked at our listenership, it was all male, right? It was a very tiny percentage female. So I'm so excited to to bring in because there are a couple, you know, males and females both like sports is my point, right? So I'm really happy for all the ladies out there um, who are listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And all the men out there as well. Thank you so much for the podcast. But, um, I forgot what I was saying. Go sign up for that. Um, and then uh, last but not least, me and Julio, don't forget, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. And they've got specials, including green margaritas, green beers on, on special, corn, beef, and cabbage, if you want to go check it out there. And monthly food specials, the Ruben sandwich and the rainbow trout tacos, me and Julio. Fantastic. We're going to have some margaritas together someday there. That's the plan. Cross your fingers. I'm working on something. All right. I think I got it all. I think I got it all. Thank you for listening to this John Cass podcast. Goodbye.